Welcome to Navigating Real Estate, where we discuss the skills, strategies, and success mindset you need to become a top producing real estate broker. I'm your host, Ryan Bucola. Nice. Welcome, Benny Robishan. Robishan? Rabishan. It's a tough one. It's I got just, it. Now. Just go, Benny. It's like Madonna. Like Benny, I don't have a last name. Yeah, just like just, yeah, well, yeah. welcome, Benny. Benny, yeah. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Tell me about yourself. I'm super excited to be on here, man. What an honor. Cool. This is like the most famous podcast in town. There you so go. I'm on it. There you go. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'll, I'll sum it up. So I, I uh, grew up in a family of general contractors, actually, and uh, folks never went to college. And when I was getting to that moment, you know, my and Ravishing Construction's been in something since the 50s. And I was kind of getting through high school and I knew I wanted to go to college. My dad's like, you don't want to pound nails, go to college. So I went to San Diego State, majored in Spanish and business, believe it or not. Did you drink any beer there? A couple of beers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a couple uh-huh. of beers. Um, had a great time down there. Um, finished school and actually got into Spanish radio and te- television sales. Awesome. So I was like, I used to have hair. Yeah. You know, long well, hair. I used to wear a suit and I was driving around like Burbank and Pico Rivera and like yeah. a stick shift and like yeah. trying to sell airtime on Spanish radio. Love it. Um, and I'd walk in, people would look at me like, who is this guy? And then start flowing <laughs> Spanish to him. And Who's the gringo? Yeah, totally. I love it. Yeah, I was. So I did that for about a year and a half. It was a hell of a job. Um, really, really hard, but I kind of got some grit. And uh, anyway, so I got introduced to, I knew a branch manager at Countrywide. This is in 2004. Oh yeah. And um, he had- That was a, a fun ride, wasn't oh, it? Oh man, well, I got in at like the Mecca right yeah. at that time. Yeah. Like, seeing what, how much money everyone was making and how easy it was. So I worked with a gal who mainly dealt with Spanish speaking clients. So I was her assistant. So I learned the mortgage business in Spanish pretty much. Fantastic. Um, but at those times it was so easy. I wouldn't be able to do it now with all the- Yeah compliance and disclosures and right. that nature. But so that's how I got into mortgage business. Never, ever thought that I would go that route. And uh, now I've been doing it for 19 years. Good. Yeah. I love the story of selling radio advertising in Spanish. That's, you know, I think a lot of the successful people in sales have that initial, that gritty gig. Like, you yeah. know, whether you're, I have a buddy who used to sell insurance door to door, you know, for the union or, um, you know, just those, you know, working in a car lot or, yeah. you know, getting that, you know, getting challenged and having to figure out how to overcome objections oh, man. is such an important part of what we do. It is. It is. You and know? the funny thing is I don't even really see myself as a salesperson though. No, because it's not your it's it's easy to you. Yeah. Right? I'm just not uh and and I'm actually more introvert than I think than I would maybe well you could have fooled us. Person, right. But um I, I don't I've never until I, I mean who when they're little goes I want to be in mortgage. Right. Right. So you just kind of fall into that space. But having grown up in a family of general contractors who flipped homes and did specs. I just had a love for real estate. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. I just went a different path. And then like years down the line, we've collaborated with my dad. We've done spec houses together. I've raised the money. So I've been able to get involved with them in some capacity, but not pounding nails. Yeah. Which I suck at. Right. Well, I think, you know, you hit it on the head. This industry is huge, right? And, and 
the, the transactions don't happen without the money and the money doesn't happen without the transactions yeah. and it's a symbiotic relationship and wherever you land in that process, you still get to be a part of that process. Right. And, uh, it's, it's, a am I'm, I'm from a family of real estate brokers and it, um, it's, you know, it's awesome. It's in your blood. It's in my blood. I was never like you going to be in real estate. You know, my, I grew up in the backseat of the car. I painted houses after people would leave before the new people would come in, you know, like we just, I installed signs and lock boxes and I was like, ah, nah. Yeah. You know, and and then here we are 20, Mm -hmm. same, same deal. I got my license in 1999 and, uh, you know, you blink and you're 50. Oh gosh. Tell me. It's crazy. And I just think about all of the, all the things that we get to see every day that are different. And that's what I really love about this industry is like you, I'm sure every file is, there's always a fire drill. There is, there is. I'm, you know, I'm so much now after all these years, I'm so much more passionate about like the journey. You know what I mean? Like not um, taking the transaction out of it. Like a lot of us say like, don't be transactional, be relational, right? This is a long-term game. Now I've been doing it for the long-term, but I love that whole process, right? Just from the initial stage, going through all that, like that's the stuff that I love. And then conversely too, everyone's story is different, right? right? Yeah. So, and think about that. You think about like the monotony of real estate. It's such a custom approach for everyone. So people that aren't in our space look in and they go, oh, you're just selling houses or you're just doing loans. It's not really like that, bro. Like you, you really get into their emotional side. You're helping their family with a huge investment, like that kind of stuff. I love, yeah. Right, and then seeing it to the end, yeah. right? I mean, it's it's just a really cool process, you know. And you hit it on the head. That whole process, like in 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 my business and yours, it's how do we get people engaged, excited, and and rolling, but then settle them down and help them navigate through right. the business end of what's to be sure. Right? right. And that's, you know, and some of us are better at it than others. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's for sure. I found that, um, you know, the approach is if we can help our clients from an emotional aspect, the, uh, the economics of it then come easy. Yeah. Right. Where many of us approach it, where, you know, what do you need? What's your price point? What do you pre-approve for? Yeah, That all comes easy if you ask the right questions up front and realize what is the ultimate goal and what they're trying to achieve, Yeah, right? That's the relationship yeah. side of it that I love. I think the hot market has really put an emphasis on this run-up that we've seen through COVID and, you know, basically since 2012, you know, has really, there's so much equity mm-hmm. in the marketplace that it has, people have shifted. It became all about the dollars, yeah. Right. And, and now things are different. Right. Sure. And we have to ask those questions about, mm-hmm. you know, what's our family makeup, right. what's our job situation? Sure. Are we married? Are we divorced? Are we, you know, what are our needs Yeah. versus like, you know, yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. What are your real estate goals in 10 years from now? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So imagine getting them through the process of that house And then annually, like we do financial reviews, right? So like things change in our life and it's cool to be part of that process, right? And kind of back to the whole social media thing as well as connecting them. And in that way, you you stay in process with them, even though it's done. And ideally you're staying top of mind and you're helping them through those transitions in life. 
So that's why it's not transactional. Right. Right. Is is constantly staying. Yeah. And that's where I think many people in our space drop the ball a little bit. Absolutely. Right. Is 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 getting them through, they're getting their commission and they're done. And you don't hear from them anymore. Meanwhile, you got to help them manage this biggest asset that they've ever bought. And I think that's the opportunity right now, I think, yeah. for many of us in our space. And people are clamoring for information. Right. Right. Like there's so much headlines, so mm -hmm. many headlines, so much noise you know, rates, you know, foreclosures, black yeah. rock, you know, like just like whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, there's a lot of, a lot of headlines. Mm -hmm. uh, and so let's talk about, you know, loan sweet home, right? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what we're seeing in, in, in social media and mm -hmm. what that tool looks like for you in a couple aspects, you know, maintaining relationships, creating new relationships. What talk to me about where you're at in your process how you got started. Yeah. Yeah. So I started doing video in like 2017. And I remember doing it in my office. I had a little janky microphone, but I was doing it. Now I look back at those and laugh at those, obviously. Right. But I just, I saw, you know, in all the years that I've been doing this, ever since these iPhones have come to an existence, it's completely changed how people communicate. Right. People want to do their own vetting of you before they actually meet you in person. And social media has allowed people to do that. Right. People do their own research anymore because of that. And right. it's very easy for them it's to right do that. Right at their fingertips. Yeah. So, anyway, I embraced video. Um, I grew up doing like commercials and stuff too. So it came kind of easy, I guess, for that part. Yeah. But, um, well, you're a handsome guy. You know? No, not really. But, uh, <laughs> it, I, of course, it's it's repetitions, right? But the reason why I do it is I see that it's a lot more engaging. So like the my mission, I guess, and like Lone Sweet Home and that brand is just to educate. That's like my deal, right? So everyone kind of chooses their path. Mine is to educate. So essentially what I do is I use social media as a way to stay top of mind, but to educate. So for example, Someone will come to me, um, they'll be referred to me, we'll start chatting. I'll go intermittently in between all the education I'm gonna give you to create a plan and a strategy. Um, are you on Instagram by any chance? Yeah. I mean, my parents are on Instagram, right? right? Everyone is. Right. Yes, I am. I'm gonna send you my Instagram right now and you're gonna see it. And if you see anything on there, any plans or strategies that I'm talking about that interests you in your journey in owning real estate, let me know because we can factor that into the plan. So. I use it as a tool for them to vet me out before we get deep into that process. And what I found is the trust that I build with them before we even get deep into it is I'm five steps ahead of that process already, right? Or they'll find me online. They'll see all my stuff. They get an idea of what I look like and sound like. So that conversation's a little bit easier, Yeah. right? I've already seen all your stuff. I know what you're all about. You're the guy that I'm looking for to help me guide me through the process. Right, right. Yeah, so social has been, it's just a pillar. Of course, I'm doing other things. Um, I do a ton of video just for my business, right? Again, it's engaging. It's, think about all the emails that you get. And if you get a novel email, do you read that email? No. Yeah, for the I read part. the subject line. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay. Yeah. So imagine if you're not in our space and you get an email and you have all these charts and graphs and inflation, everything going on. They don't really yeah. understand that, nor do they have the attention span to go through that. You get about one or two clicks. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Right? Yeah. So what I found is I do all of that stuff just in a video, right? Yeah. It's a little easier to watch, a little easier to comprehend. I shorten it up. So- Every update that I do, market updates, everything is via video. Yeah. 
And when I found it, it just completely changed the dynamic of my business. What I really like about the video is whether it's a video that you can send in a text or you can upload mm. into, into a, a platform is it allows whoever the video is for to digest it on their own time in their own space without having them to actually engage mm -hmm. with you in real time. Sure. Right. So like I can watch your video and go, huh, this is fascinating. I'm, I'm going to call them on Tuesday when I'm back from vacation. Right. right? right. And, and, and then maybe another one will pop up and, you know, it, it allows, it allows the consumer or the viewer to, mm -hmm. to really process in their own, in their own time sure. and not, and not have to like answer the phone. Mm meet them at the door, right? that kind of stuff. They want to do that, but not initially. Yeah. Right. So, or not yeah. all the time. Right. Yeah, like when they really need something, sure. you'll know. Right. Yeah. I've also, you know, I've also found that think about what we do for a living is we're selling the most expensive thing that they're going to buy. So I want the quality of how I communicate to them to be high quality. So I want them to think that this is a very scary and daunting process for me but he's taking the effort to do a personal video to me or my stuff on social media. You'll see it's, it looks good. It sounds good. Right. Is I want them to know that the experience of working with me is going to be high quality for a very big investment that they're going to make. And I think that's a lot, a lot where most of us kind of miss the the buck these mm -hmm. days yeah. and stuff like that is yeah. um, being a little bit too complacent in our business um, and not evolving with the times and people just demand that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all really fantastic. So we had Connor Newell from vertical video pro on the show, and uh, I know you work closely with him. And one of the things that he talks about is, um, consistency in, in no matter what kind of platform that you decide to use, mm -hmm. tell us about how you, how you operate, what your space is, what your process looks like. Are you a daily poster? Are you a yeah. weekly poster? Yeah. You know, how do you edit? What's that look like for you? Yeah. Good question. Um, you know, over all these years, again, it's repetitions and practicing and learning what I can do better. Now, how I do it is I, I found that or, or where most people get that roadblock and then they just don't do it is it's the creating of the content. So what I'll do is I batch everything. So I'll set a day, I set all my content up for that day and I'll film like 15 or 30 videos. Change my shirt a Just couple of times. knock them out. Yep, knock them out. Um, I used to do all the editing myself. I now, Connor does all my editing mm -hmm. now because it's more efficient use of my time. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I am definitely investing in this right now because it has completely changed my business and because I need to do what I do best and that's help people yeah. with their financing, creating plans and strategies. It's not social media, it's just a pillar. Right. So um, I batch all those videos, I send it to him. And then the consistent part of that is every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I post. But when I get to Friday, I have it because I have everything that's done and edited and ready to go. Right. So I'll go in there, um, I'll then write a little something, you know, kind of in the caption. So I have to do that every day, but Within 15 minutes, I'll have it on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Facebook, um, and LinkedIn. Oh, right um, on. So I have I use all of those um, platforms because that that vertical content that I'm doing fits all of those platforms right. now. And that's a newer thing for me. Usually, I just kind of started with Instagram and figured out how to do it and, and made it easy for me. And then I slowly embarked in some of those new uh, ones. Which platform do you enjoy working in the most? Instagram, probably. Instagram, yeah. 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 
But um, in the end, I don't even think it really matters which one. What I tell people is, what do you use the most? Just like you asked me. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook. Awesome. Focus on Facebook, kill it in Facebook and get used to it. Yeah. And then slowly you can start, you know, engaging some other ones. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great. What kind of, um, what kind of response do you get from your people? How do they, how do they reach out to you? How do they communicate with you? Mm -hmm. What kind of, how do you, how do you get feedback? I structure my videos based on the pain points that a normal consumer is having. Right. So if you're in that process of buying, you're going to hear one time I go, oh, I'm dealing with the exact same thing right now, right? There's multiple offers. How do I stay competitive in this? Oh, that kind of relates to me because I'm doing that right now. And then I come to a solution. But how I structure my videos is I want to create conversation. And that's where all these platforms have changed. It used to be, Instagram used to be a photo sharing app. Right, right. right? Now it's people want to converse like we talked about. They don't want to be belly to belly yet but it's easy for them to send a little comment or a little DM. Yeah. So ideally it starts in comments. Usually it moves to DMs if they want to do something a little more private. Um, and then ultimately it will lead to a phone conversation is typically how that works. Clients sliding into the DMs. They go into my DMs, I love man. it. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. What do you think are the biggest challenges for you in, in this process? Well, I want to, there's so many changes happening. Right. Like the next big thing that I'm working on with Connor is I want to do some podcasts. I won't be your competitor. You got hey, the best one. Let's I'll, go. Yeah. yeah let's I'll go. be on the bench. Um, I want to do some longer form stuff. I love, I love um, just an organic conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of the stuff I'm doing is, is scripted in a way. Um, I want to do some longer YouTube stuff um, and really kind of get into that education piece. So we've done a couple of those together and I'm super passionate about that right now. Good. But it's just constantly changing with the times. Yeah. And it's hard to do that with all this stuff. Yeah. Now the evolution of AI and all these things that are coming out, um, I really kind of geek out on that stuff mm -hmm. um, because I because people are adapting to that. And if we're not doing that in our business, we're going to be relevant at some right. point. Right. I believe. I like what you touched on about the best use of your time. You know, Connor and I talked about it and I, pretty much everybody on this show, we talk about it because I'm a big fan of delegation. Mm. Right. And so the, I'm only good at a couple of things mm. and people have heard me say that over and over again. I'm, I'm, I'm good with people. Right. And so, um, when I do stuff like this, I have to figure out what's the, you know, what's the best use of my time. You and I having a conversation is really good use of my time, but me sitting down to edit isn't, yeah. you know, like it'll take me three times as long as it takes somebody who's good at it. So, yep. but the thing about what we do is we're kind of required to be jack of all trades in, in as self-employed salespeople, you know, sure. and you're, you're a self-employed sales guy, sure. you know? And so, um, Talk to me about the importance of that in your process. Yeah. You know, um, just from a, a systems process, of course, I have a team that I work with, so I do some delegation in that regard. But what I've found is, especially when I'm implementing new things, is I have to dive into it and really understand all that stuff. Editing is not my forte, right? I'm better talking to people and helping them create plans and strategies. Yeah. Not editing, but I had to do it myself because that way – when I start to delegate, I can tell them how I want things to be done my way. Right. And I also understand what they're doing in that capacity. Yeah. Right. So sometimes it takes getting in the weeds a little bit, right? We mm -hmm. need to justify the the big pay that we get in our in our sales world. Um, but delegation is massive to grow. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, my 
full transparency. I didn't hire an assistant until after like 12 years of being in this business mm -hmm. because I'm very like OCD on how things are done. And um, I was just didn't trust anyone else. Yeah. And until I hired someone in 2016, she's been with me. It's completely changed my business. Well, it's like, probably what doubled. was I thinking? It's, yeah, it's yeah. doubled, right? Right. So, um, and and then now I have ambitions of you know growing that team and yeah, you know, I, ideally right now when I'm I'm 44, you know, and I'm 50, I want to spend a lot of time with my kids and have a team that's kind of working for itself and yeah. um, buying real estate and yeah. You know, so I, I I have a mission and I know what I want to get to. And, and that just involves delegation. Yeah. I was fortunate to grow up and watch my dad have have a an assistant for, like he had the same assistant for 35 years. Oh, wow. And they were a fantastic, Family. yeah, fantastic yeah. team. And, and, you know, after my first year in real estate, I, I think I closed about 20 transactions in year one. And, and pretty good. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good time. You know, it was, oh, it was 2000 was yeah. like my first full year. And, and he just said, you know, hire an assistant. And, and I had the conversation that with him that a lot of brokers have with me is like, mm -hmm. what if I can't deliver enough deals to make, you know, what if I'm just working to pay their salary or, you know, I can't afford it. But the reality is, is if you have your systems and you know what you're doing and you know what you need, mm -hmm. you're going to grow exponentially. Yep. It's exponentially. scary to take that first jump though. Yeah. Because all the weight is on your shoulders yeah. of my assistant and her salary. Yeah. Right. But think about from a from a customer experience, right? That's what we're in this for is to create an experience that is unparalleled to anyone else. People love a team. Consumers love that. As long as you're properly introducing your team and who does what, I feel like a consumer feels a lot more comfortable knowing that they have multiple people that they're working with opposed to you being a jack of all trades and right, everything. Right. And those have changed a lot. You see now in the real estate world, a lot of teams are being formed. Um, I think from a consumer consumer level aspect, they appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and you need the coverage. In right. today's world, you have to be everywhere all the time. Right. Yeah. All right. So you talked about AI. Yeah. Let's talk about AI. Yeah. So um, I've been kind of nerding out on that a little bit. Uh, it's It's pretty unbelievable how much more efficient it will make your business. And I'm just getting into the weeds of it. But um, again, how we're communicating with people, creating campaigns. Um, for example, I'm doing a, uh, I'm going to do a social media campaign where I'm just giving some free information out and this will be directed towards a first time home buyer, right? So I'm going to do a campaign. I'm going to tease it a little bit. Here are the top three pain points for a first time home buyer. If you're curious on getting a playbook on how this looks, like where do you start? What happens? What happens at the end? Um, you know, DM me the word first time home buyer. I'm going to then send them that kit. So what I did was I used ChatGPT for that, right? Is I'm I'm a mortgage loan originator. I I like sleek and modern look. Um, I don't. Yeah, yeah, you're all good. <laughs> Starting to cry, just holding it in. He's all. I'm like, okay, we can just leave that in. Yeah. You know, okay. So, anyway, so I'm starting to utilize that because some of the tasks that we do in our space, whether you're a lender or real estate agent, is you get consumed all day with trying to figure out what your email campaign is going to look like. And what I found is this tenfolds that on basically essentially doing it for you. And I'm, you're going to find that, I mean, now you could even, it's called Hey Jen. I just found this, H-E-Y-G-E-N. 
you essentially go on there. It's scary. You film yourself. It's like an avatar. And then you could say a script and then you can hit Japanese and it's you fully talking and like wow. in Japanese. Wow. So imagine having a client that comes your way that is from China that wants to buy and bend. And that's how you're going to communicate with them during the process. So you're going to talk to the camera. You're going to say your whole thing in English. You hit a button. It converts to Cantonese. And you're communicating with your client overseas in their language. Dude, I think you can go back into the uh, Spanish radio sales. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Maybe I will. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's um, it's very cool. Um, there, there still is something about the relationship and all that type of stuff. I don't think AI can completely take over your business. But like you said, we're always we always have to be everywhere. I think there's moments where we can make our business a lot more efficient by utilizing some of that stuff. So I'm I'm just getting into it, but I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's cool. That is fantastic. So what are you seeing as challenges for you today? Mm -hmm. You know, we have a, um, this is a having gone through the Great Recession. You did right. I, sure did. Yeah, I thought that the difference between that market and this market is people were still buying real estate in that market. Yeah. Now we have an inventory problem and obviously with interest rates. So now that the challenge is continuing to educate our clients on when there's opportunity and staying in front of the news headlines. Right. And I think that's where a lot of us- There's so much fail. noise in the news. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's, it's our job and that's why I do a bunch of social media. That's why I'm staying in front of my database who I've helped for all these years clients who I've taught, I want to be the voice of news to them on really what's happening with data and clarity than them just turning on the news at night because it's scary. Yeah. Right? Their job is to instill fear. And if we're not doing that and someone else is, right, you're 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 losing it. Right. Client, you know, essentially. There's a couple of things that I do in my in my thought process. And one of them is <clears throat> I have to be 36 months down the road, right? My long-term planning, I have to be like, okay, Where's this going? What do we look like? What's where are we going to be at in 36 months? As in, in real estate, I've been in this long enough that I've had to reinvent myself a couple of times. You know, I started out in entitlement and land development and new construction. Sure. And then then it was, you know, how we got to do REO business, you know. So how do we how do we present ourselves to those institutions? And then from there we came out of there and it was pretty just hot general real estate. Yeah. To now being an office owner. And how do we do that? And so that's part of my process. But the other part is where's the opportunity today? Other than just like what's happening, how do I ride the minutia of rate drops, rate increases, inventory, lack of inventory, mm -hmm. you know, where are, and I just, the other morning I was, I was at the house and I was paddling through a couple of different apps. I was looking at I was looking at Realtor and I was looking at Zillow and I was looking at Remax and I was looking at Flex MLS and I just kind of just came out loud. I just said, where are the cracks? Where are the cracks? You know, where are the cracks? And and my son was like, what? What are you talking about? You know, yeah. I was like kind of having this thought, this audible thought process. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, that's really what I love about the about what we do in these markets and I think people use the term market. They don't really think about what that means, right? In markets, things contract, things expand, you know, uh, the prices, values, availability, and we truly are a market. And, um, and I think that, I that, 
you know, people don't, people don't, they just, they're like, oh, housing or, you know, what is this? But so where do we as professionals find those opportunities and create opportunities for our clients, Mm -hmm. you know, and like- I've, I've found that like this market right now, even people in our space are, there's a lot of negativity out there people that sell real estate and do lending. Yeah. Shocking to me. Yeah. If if that is your vibe and you're dealing with someone, they can smell that and from a mile we away. We call that commission breath. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, there are things that we can control in life and things that we can't, right? So instead of going, ah, oh, the interest rates are going up, I'm just going to wait for, for rates to drop like my clients are telling me, or- I'm going to show them that there's opportunity in every single market right now. That's why I absolutely love this market that's happening right now because my competitors, everyone doing what I do, they're waiting. They're going to go to sleep during the holidays. Now's the time to step on the gas and find that opportunity. This is the winning season. Oh man. Because people are going to get out Yep, and people are, you know, this is the winning season. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, wish anything bad on anyone, but this is a, a flushing out of the business People who are in this for the long term that are full-time really doing this stuff have an amazing opportunity in the yeah. end of this year and going into 2024. Yeah. But like you said, it's it's not reacting on now is what is this going to look like in six months, 12 months, 18 months, and starting to work on those activities. Now. Yeah. I love that. And you know, never in the history of what we do do we have have we have we had more resources. Mm-hmm. Like it's all it's Right. It's in our pockets. Right. You know, right. I can remember when uh, my dad was in the 70s and 80s and the MLS was three ring binders. Yeah. And they would deliver them to the office every every Monday with all the new listings. All the photographs had to go to the one hour photo mm. to get developed and then glued <laughs> into the paper. Yeah. And, you know, and then we use those three ring binders That's at school because- Rates were 20%, you yeah, know? And yeah. so, um, but, you know, we have, you know, we've got all this, sure. all these resources. Well, the to- scary thing now is the consumer also has the MLS at their fingertips. Yes. Right? Yeah. They're, they're going to their agent and going, I found a house. I want to buy go check it out. Yeah. Okay. So how can you as an agent bring value to them when they already have access to all right. of that stuff? So right. this change that's happening around, not to get in the whole politics of NAR and all that stuff, yeah, yeah. but- but this is why I love this right now, because yeah. the people who are skilled and know how to evolve and adapt to all these times right now are going to do very, very well in what's happening. Change creates opportunity. Yeah. Fear creates opportunity. And, and I, think it's, I think it's a fantastic, uh, you know, we, it, it's a fantastic time to be a, oh, man. do what we do. I'm excited. So it's like, it's, it's go get them. Hey, thanks a lot for coming. Thanks for having this me, This has been that really great. Awesome. I hope we get to do this again. Oh, uh, we will. Yeah, thanks a lot for Thank coming. Thank you, brother. Yep. Thank you for joining us on Navigating Real Estate. Listen, follow, drop us a review. Your feedback means a lot. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to share it.